Hey y'all, it's Barb. It's Shay. We're here to talk about a murder that's gonna knock you off your feet. So giddy up y'all, this is gonna be a wild one. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode. I am happy to be back with another case for you guys, but real quick, how's it going Shay? It's going good, it's a long time no record, I guess I sh- we should say, um, yeah, it's been an interesting year for you, for sure. So I'm I'm excited to be back. Yes, I'm excited too. And thank you, everyone, for being patient with us, especially me. Um, it's been a rough couple of weeks for me and my, my immediate family. We've had a lot of different things going on. And sorry if I do sound a little sick. I am. I am recovering from COVID um, and a bunch of different other things. But I'm happy to be sharing another episode, and I want to say real quick, thanks to everyone who's been reaching out to us and giving us episodes they'd like us to cover and letting us know just how much they enjoy our podcast. We truly are grateful for every one of you, and we wouldn't be here without you. And uh, I want to say thanks for everyone who is new and that has been along this year journey with us. We have officially made a year. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. It went by so fast. I know. So if you're here and you're new, welcome. And if you are a returning, um, I'm about to say customer. <laughs> <laughs> if you are a returning listener, we're happy to have you back. Also, don't forget, merch is still for sale. Just hit us up if you like a cup or a t-shirt or or anything that may interest you that we have online for sale. So, let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. Are you ready? I'm so ready. I have missed this. I told you before we started recording, I was like, I'm kind of nervous. It's been so long. I know. A whole week and a half. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But... We're going to be going through a wild series of events today, so be sure to listen closely and follow along, listeners. Today, I got most of my information from Wikipedia, and we are actually going to be talking about a guy named Lester Benny Binion. This man was born on November 20th, 1904, in a city called Pilot Grove, which was or is just right outside of Dallas, Texas. He really didn't go to public school because at a young age, he didn't have a good health is what they said. He regularly, I can't even say that word. (laughs) (laughs) They know what you're saying. (laughs) Yes. Um, He attended um, with his father, who was actually a horse trader. He went on with him on trips while selling and auctioning these horses and spent a lot of time outdoors. And as he got older, his health became much, much better. At 18 years old, he decided to get up and move to El Paso where he began moonshining. And not even a year later, he moved back up to Dallas where he would continue the moonshining operation And here is when he began an operation for a numbers gambling game. He Mm. didn't obtain 
any education, and as he grew older, he learned the ins and outs in the gambling trade. He became a professional gambler and developer, and at just 20 years old, he would commit his first ever known FBI crime. In 1924, Benny's case file showed crimes such as theft, carrying concealed handguns, and even two murder convictions at some point in time, but he really didn't make too much traction in the law enforcement's eyes, I guess, until the year 1931. And I think that's just crazy. Like, he has all these charges, but they're just kind of getting, like, swept underneath the rug. Yeah, and I, but you can only imagine what the FBI was like in 1931, right? No, probably, no. Oh, gosh. Very true. It's like four people. I know. (laughs) This year, um, he was actually convicted of shooting and killing an African-American rum runner whose name was Frank Golding. He murdered this man in cold blood cowboy style. And this is when Benny, Benny would earn the nickname Cowboy. And this was all after his murder, and Benny only received a two-year suspended sentence. And I believe that means that he was, like, not able to operate the casino business for two years. What the heck? What does cowboy style mean? So, cowboy style, I believe, is, you know how back in the olden days where you would, like, turn around and, like, shoot someone? I think that's what it was, but I'm not 100% sure. That's That's, honestly that's ridiculous that he only got a suspended sentence. Like what the heck? And it literally blows my mind. I'll tell you why a little bit later. But yeah, he had a two-year suspended sentence for murdering that man. But then in the thirties, they, you know, you know how it was with with African American and white people. You know how all the race stuff, and that was probably one of the big, big reasons why he only got a suspended sentence yes and i i would say so too but this isn't the first or last murder he would he would actually commit that's insane i'm not really too sure what this meant maybe a suspension to the moonshining or the casino gambling operation gig like i just mentioned it didn't really go into into detail what that actually meant but later in the year 1936 Benny would commit murder once again by killing a number of different operators and competitors in the casino business. After killing this man named Ben Frieden, Benny decided to shoot himself in the shoulder with that very same gun and basically turn himself into the police. Whenever Benny got to the police station, he told them that Ben shot him first in the shoulder so he retaliated and shot him back. I knew he was going to do that. Yep. Like, as soon as you said he shot himself, I was like, that's, I know what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And basically, after that, he was pretty much released in self-defense after murdering this other man. And not to mention, just two years later, he killed another man named Sam Murray, who was another competitor in the gambling rackets. Benny, sorry, <clears throat> Benny ended up being indicted again in his murder, and the charges were actually dropped for that one as well. This man is a serial killer, and he's getting away with it. Yep. I'm telling you, money talks. 
my gosh. Okay. So by the early 1940s, Benny had became the well-known mob boss in Dallas, Texas. He wanted to take over the gambling rackets in Fort Worth, Texas, which is a city just outside of Dallas. And after coming to a head with that, with the current mob boss of Fort Worth, Texas, he was mysteriously murdered. Mysteriously. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So guess now who was the mob boss after that happened for Fort Worth and Dallas? Wow. So there were some things happening around this time with World War II, and there was a shift in the in the local government, and there were new elections for sheriffs at this time, a bunch of different stuff. And after this, Benny decided to flee and move to Las Vegas, Nevada. And I can only assume that the reason why is because the new elections for the local government in that city and the new sheriff at the time wasn't going to side with Benny. And I mm-hmm. I could just assume that maybe Benny was paying off the local government and the sheriffs that they were having over there. Yeah, if he's getting away with all, all of the stuff that he's doing, then I'm I'm pretty sure he was paying him off. But, you know, there's no yep. proof. But there's not. Assume. Yes. So now... He decides to up and move to Las Vegas, which is like the biggest casino gambling place in the U.S. Mm -hmm. So while he was living in Dallas, though, he began to work with another gentleman named Herbert Noble. Herbert was a smaller gambler, and whenever he decided to move to Vegas, he continued that partnership with him. Benny demanded Herbert to increase his payoff percentage from 25% all the way to 40%. Oh my of gosh. course, Herbert declined this demand and was like, you're not taking any more of my money. So, because that was not just a little increase, he was basically asking for almost half of the profits. Mm-hmm. When Benny heard this decision, he put a bounty on Herbert's scalp for $25,000 and also demanded that he would be the new person controlling the entire Dallas's crap game, which is just another casino game. <clears throat> Multiple people sought out Herbert. They tried to kill him, and he even survived multiple different gunshot wounds. When people found out he was basically escaping death's grip, they, dis- they decided to try something else. In November 1949, Herbert's wife was tragically killed when a successful car bomb went off while she was inside of the vehicle. And two years later after that, in August 1951, Herbert made his regular routine stop to check his mailbox. And whenever he approached the mailbox, a bomb was set off and he was then murdered. I'm going to say this change your routines stop having the same routines i know it's so scary just like the most simplest thing like getting your mail and then yes boom like a bomb goes off so so it is after herbert's murder benny lost his gambling license finally and was sentenced to a five-year term because of tax invasion like, this literally blows my mind. This what a man, joke. 
I know. This man murdered several people and paid bounties to have people murdered. The government turned a blind eye, and as soon as he wasn't paying his taxes to the government, then and only then did they want to decide to throw him in jail. And I'm going to tell you, I looked it up while you were talking. $2,500 in 1940 is equal to almost $500,000 now. Well, whenever I looked it up, I don't know if, if I'm remembering correctly, because it's been a minute since I researched this. It was actually 25000 So. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's what I meant. 25000 in oh, 1940 okay. would be $500,000 today. That's half a million dollars that he was putting on people's heads. <sighs> Golly. Like, that is so wild that it just shows you what money can buy you. It can show mm -hmm. you... That money can buy you to be able to kill as many people as you please. But then as soon as you start paying, stop paying the government, they're like, oh, no. All right. Throw, throw them in jail. For real. As soon as the government's not corrupt, then finally people are put in jail. Yep. So before he was really put away, he was already making way for more business deals in Las Vegas. In particular... In 1951, he purchased the El Dorado Club and the Apache Hotel. And here is when he opened Binion's Horseshoe Casino. And Don't this name stuff is... after yourself, because that's not a good last name, sir. Please stop. I know. <laughs> and the casino became super popular during this era because the max limits you could bet was super high. Higher than a lot of the other operating casinos. The craps game limit for this place you can go and gamble was set at $500. Which was 10 times higher than the average limit per game. But what does that mean? Well, Benny was outdoing the, like, the competition, if you will. And people were leaving their normal casinos to come play at his casino since the stakes were higher. And with that, he began to anger his competitors. Benny began to receive his very own death threats at this time. And oh, other thing. I know. And other mob bosses wanted his head. But they kind of went away with all this because, as you know, supply and demand, right? The other casinos decide to raise theirs just as high as his so that they could also compete with the high rollers. Benny was the first for a lot of things during this time period. He was the first to raise the bidding. He was the first to have limousines out front to transport his guests to and from the casino. He was the first to make huge renovations to the casino atmosphere, such as flooring. And he was even the first own owner to offer free drinks to his casino guests. See, he's a good entrepreneur if he would just stop killing people and doing illegal things. Yes, exactly. But Like, these are all great ideas. I think so, too. But, you know, it, it really sucks to say that I feel like a lot of things, such as murder, is what takes place in order for you to get to the top. Mm -hmm. Like, you just have to keep... Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. But still. Yes. So, he followed a motto. And that motto was, good food, good whiskey cheap, and good gamble. This was only a number of things that Benny would establish in the gambling world. And in 1953, his trial began for tax invasion. 
He needed to pay back taxes and legal costs. He sold some of his shares in the gambling business, but never regained his license to own and operate a casino again. So with that, one of his sons stepped up and earned his license and had been already following his father's footsteps. So he would be the one to take over and fill that, fill that gap, I guess. And as for legacy, this man murdered several people in order to climb his way to the top of the ladder. And it's sad to say that majority of the time, like I said earlier, this is what happens whenever someone tries to make their way to the top of the pyramid. People get hurt, they're murdered, their money is stolen, they're doing all these illegal things to climb their way up. And there is even more sin behind closed doors that we may never even know. But with that, there are new eras and shifts in the world. And what I shared with you guys was only a handful of the different things that happened while Benny was alive. And Benny ended up passing away in December 1989 due to heart failure. A great poker player named Amarillo Slim said Benny was, quote, Either the gentlest bad guy or the baddest good guy you'd ever seen. And I think that truly speaks volume. Just in that quote right there. Yeah, that's insane. Yes. Um, and it is truly sad whenever people die or are murdered, especially for murder or greed. But the reality of life is that's how the world runs and operates when you talk about people in high uh, stature, I guess. Mm -hmm. And Benny was only a small fish in a really big pond. But with that being said, I wanted to just sum up a few things about Benny Binion. I know this one was a little bit different than what we cover, but I thought it was very interesting. What did you think, Shay? I loved it. It was really interesting. But I do have a question. Did he end up getting sentenced to prison or anything? Like, did he, when he died, was he in prison or did yes, you, did he was you in see that? Oh, poor thing had to be in prison. I hope he. I, I had think no fun. so. I'm not a hundred percent sure, um, but I'm 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 pretty sure he was. It's hard to tell when it's like 1940, right? Yes, but, but yeah, this was a good episode. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. I know it was different than like what we usually cover, but I thought it was just so interesting, and it's mm -hmm. just another way to show that people with a lot of money and like are well-known out there and popular um, can actually commit murder as well. And I don't think people, people try and just not to think about that. They just sweep it under the rug like, mm -hmm. oh no, they would never, but that's not true. So you really never know who anyone is. And that just goes to show why I wanted to share this. But thank you all for listening. I know this episode was a tad bit different. We did cover a few different murders, but not only that, I hope you learned a little bit about the U.S. history. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Please remember to give us a five-star review if you enjoyed listening to us ramble. And as always, remember to watch your back and stay out of the dark places because you never know who may be lurking. Bye. Bye.